All right, here we go. It is February 23rd. Uh, spring rapidly approaching. I mean, it doesn't even feel like we had winter, but spring is ra- rapidly approaching. That doesn't make any sense, but this does. We're at Common Sense Ohio, coming at you from channel511.com. And if you are curious uh, about uh, our show and what's going on, and you want to get all the back episodes, then you can certainly do that at uh, uh, just, just like <laughs> commonsenseohioshow.com, mm-hmm. commonsenseohioshow.com, where we have a backlog of episodes where you can check out the little shorts and Norm's blog, Brett's blog. You can look at my blog, but it'll be a real quick look because there aren't any, there are not any uh, entries into my blog. Maybe one day, I promise. I don't really promise. Uh, but anyway, we are brought to you week in and week out by Harper Plus Accounting. He was a guest here a couple of weeks, and he is in the throes, probably underwater by now. <sighs> Of tax season. And, you know, it's so absurd when I when I first heard, like, tax season, I was like, you know, we're busy all the time. I don't care about your tax season. And then you see what they really go through. It's like they do all the work in one year, the year's work in, like, three months of time. Yeah. So yes. they are definitely buried. But that doesn't mean that you can't contact them from help, for help. It doesn't mean that you can't contact them for tax planning. That's Harper Plus Accounting. Our accountant, our sponsor, could be yours. So with that, uh, we will plow forward. Um, every For those who have been paying attention, I know there are millions, and if you're part of that, the numbers are growing rapidly. Uh, you know, we talk about a World War II fact of the day, or at least what happened on this day in World War II, and this was sort of a big one. We had George Pardos from the uh, Vet Radio Syndicate in here a few weeks ago, and we talked about this. But we're going to talk about it again on February 23rd, 1945, right, or 44. Uh, the flag was raised at Iwo Jima. Uh, Ira Hayes, the Ballad of Ira Hayes, Johnny Cash, I think, did a version of that. Maybe wrote the version of that. I don't know. Didn't uh, didn't write it, but uh, yeah, he recorded a great one too. Oh, yeah. You know that uh, just a just a phenomenal a phenomenal uh, rendition of that song. But yeah, the Marines uh, r- uh, raised the flag on Iwo Jima. I know there's been sort of um, some discussion about whether that was a stage photograph or not, uh, but it happened. It is a historic moment um, still to this day. The Marines. Uh, celebrate that. I think, did George say he he was there and saw that? <laughs> no. no, I mean, did he go back and visit? Did he sure. say he visited? He visited. He yeah, visited, he, he yeah. was visited. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, it's kind of a pilgrimage. Uh, yeah, my brother, who was a Marine officer, visited there. And uh, one of our other guests um, um, uh, also uh, visited there. So another former Marine that we've had on the show. And, it, uh, it probably is an awe-inspiring place if you're a Marine and, yeah. and you you like that history yeah. and you're part of that heritage. Yeah. So the Marine Corps uh, Memorial, the monument in Washington, D.C., is of raising the flag on Mount Suribachi, uh, as you know, that big bronze, huge. Yeah. I was there not yeah. just last last spring. I was there. Yeah. Very impressive. You know, the, the one, like, probably the most newsworthy thing in the last few years that came out was um, the, the guy who wrote just a fabulous book, Clint Eastwood turned it into a movie called Flags of Our Father, or Flag of Our Fathers, um, James Bradley. Mm, yeah. It, so he was one of the Marines who toured. He was actually a Navy corpsman, and he toured uh, the war bonds uh, uh, events with Ira Hayes and uh, the other guy whose first name I can't I can't remember the other guy. Well, there were six. Yeah. Har- Harlan Bach. Killed. Well, I'm talking about the three survivors. Oh, the three survivors. Because yeah. the other guys died. Well, the, Har- yeah. well, let's go through them. Harlan Bach was killed in action. Yeah. Harold Keller, he was not. Uh, Franklin Sousley killed in action. Michael Strank killed in action. Mm-hmm. Harold Schultz uh, and Ira Hayes. Yeah. So yeah. you notice James Bradley's father uh, is not mentioned there. 
And so what happened in the last few years, it, it was always thought that uh, his father uh, was one of the flag raisers, and he was ordered uh, to the tour as if he – and he would not talk about it with his family. And he, he, he died um, and always kept this secret that the Pentagon uh, had ordered him to, listen, you, you're going to go on tour. You're going to act as if you were one of the group on the second staged flag raising because they wanted a bigger flag. The original raising was a very small flag. And for the cameras, for the media, they – they brought this big, huge flag up, and they restaged the the planting of the flag. And uh, Bradley, well, he wasn't even there. And and the way it was discovered, there was this mother of one of the Marines who had said for decades that the the backside of her son, she could recognize, if you can believe this, from Joe Rosenthal's photograph, she could recognize that that was her son by the shape of his back. And she said, that was my son. And and when they finally did some forensics on the photo, they noticed that the gear of the person who they thought was Mr. Bradley was not the gear that a Navy corpsman would wear. Mm. Like not the right belt, not the right socks, not the right this, that, and the other thing. And the Marine Corps officially acknowledged that it was one of these other six mm. guys. And, Interesting, and not Mr. Bradley, who who his entire life had to live this story, and his son writes this beautiful book about his father, and it, and none of it was true. Mm. I mean, isn't that devastating? Yeah, that, that's terrible. And just classic governmental, classic, right? Yeah. And 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 it shows you that generation, like they would never spill the beans. He no, went to his death, he took took it to his grave, living a lie for his country because he was selling war bonds. It was the most successful war bond drive mm. in US history. Yeah. And and you know, it was important for the war effort that this all, this thing all go right. Mm. And and when Ira developed his drinking problem on that tour, you know, they had to take him off the tour. Mm. You know, wow. Ira Hayes died in a in a ditch. Uh, you know. Yeah, had a rough it, life after he was an alcoholic. alcoholic and some other he, problem, yeah. he had he had PTSD, no question. Yeah, and that was before we were talking to George Partis about this here too. That was that was before benefits and and help for those guys. I mean, they were just sort of yeah. unleashed on society and said, figure it out. And he was a Pima Indian, went mm-hmm. back to the reservation. You can imagine how much help he probably got there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, he probably got help getting booze. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's um, that's mm-hmm. too bad. But anyway, uh, great uh, a great way to start the show. Yeah, you know, just a phenomenal event in right. United States history, United States Marine Corps history. Right. So anyway, hmm. off we go. What do we got? Well, um, I want to show this particular chart. Right. So Norm, Norm's um, got visual aids yeah. on his phone. I want to like, show this. If, chart. if you would have shared this with us before, we might have been able to put this on the screen. <laughs> well, I, you know, I tried my best uh, actually to do a printout. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. Right <laughs> watch your, watch your headphones. Wrong camera. Wrong camera. Wrong camera. Norm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So this particular chart is. Yeah, you can't. We can't see that. Yeah. Take it back. Pull it back. I think the camera can catch it. But you can catch the general drift that it's small on this side and then raises up as as time goes on. So this is like from 2016 to 2024, 
Customs and Border Patrol official statistic. All right. And what okay. it shows is the unprecedented, incredible growth in the numbers of illegal uh, immigration to the all United right, so States. All of that was to say that there is there are 10 million people, they're estimating, that have entered the border in the last, I don't know, what, two and a half years, three years? So 8 million, uh, the Customs and Border Patrol says roughly 8 million on the southern border, 2 million in other places besides the southern border, and another 2 million in gotaways. So roughly 12, 12 million. 12 million. That's roughly. such an insane number. And, and they, can't, they can't give you a, a precise number because of the guy. They don't even know. Yeah, they, they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. And, no. and increasingly, they are seeing people from places like China, you know. Well, why not? Just, just, I mean, look, if you were an American, if you're an enemy of the United States yeah. and you thought, man, if only I could get in and infiltrate the United States and start spying, boy, that would be awesome. Well, they're not bringing their wives and kids. So, they're military right, age so, guys. So they're coming in unfettered unchecked to do whatever the heck they do, do even know they're here. Right. So, so do a quick math. So of 12 million, that is, that is, you, you put New York and Los Angeles, which is ranked number one, number two in the largest cities in the United States. That's, a, that's 11 million. Right. We brought that's, in, that's we brought in this, I, the com- combination of New York city and Los Angeles together. Right. Uh, that's just, so we, we made, that, it's that, that, reprehensible. Yeah. It's, it's, That's a it, lot it, it of is, people. It is a complete abdication right. of governmental responsibility. I, and I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. I mean, look, you want to have more immigration, then figure out a way to do it lawfully and figure out a way to meter people in so at least we know who's coming. Right. But letting people in like this is is a complete, uh, just like I said, an abdication of your government responsibility. And then, of course, Biden says, well, I, I love the Dems, how they play this game. They say, well, you know, the Republicans, this is the Republicans' fault because they wouldn't let us pass legislation that we need to stop it. Yet Biden, <laughs> Biden has an executive pen for every other problem, right. it seems like. Right. So if you want to have this, if you want to have transgender yeah. bathrooms, well, we've got the pen for right. that. Right. But we don't have the pen to stop the borders, which is your responsibility. And then now that he is facing some political backlash in the polls, I mean, look, Trump is ahead in many polls um, in, in this mystical run against Biden should those two ever actually yeah. square up for the vote in, in November. Um, now Biden is talking about doing something as an executive order. Right. So how is he going to play both sides of that fence? Right. Like, how does he square that with this Ukraine bill compromise situation where they he said, I need the Republicans to authorize <laughs> me to shut the border down. Right. I need power and money from the Republicans. And now with that deal blowing up he's just gonna he do sudden, it. he suddenly has, has discovered oh, I that i this. have executive powers right i have the power so it was bullshit all along it was just total a lie a it's, total lie it's a political maneuver and it you know what's remarkable and why to me? and why is that steve because it's an election year right it, right what's and re- state right. of the union's about to come up and he's going to do a little duty here. He, like he's going to do a little, he's going to do a tweak with his, much meth they give with, his, <laughs> with his executive powers. He's going to do a little something. And then he's going to do state of the union speech, right? And what, say, hey, I'm the guy that me, fixed the border. This is the <laughs> emperor's new clothes. This is, I mean, look, this story is as old as the hills. Right. You know, it's like he's up there. These are obvious lies. Obvious. They are obvious um Political maneuvers, absolutely, and the like. Either what, what, what's astounding to me is people believe it, or they know it's a lie and they play along. Right, and probably both are going on. The media, they're, look, they're not that stupid. They know that all you have to do is look at this guy and say there are serious 
serious concerns about his uh, mental capacity at this point. I mean, it seems to be asked of every press conference. You cannot. It seems to be at least. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. avoid that conclusion. Yeah. Now, when Trump was president, people were banging that drum all day long. Oh, yeah. Take a, take a company take, that says, do this. It, yeah. But now the media says, no, I forget who it was. Um, I saw her on CNN, I think. She said, no, I rode a plane with Biden, and he was as sharp as a tack, and he was able to <laughs> well, do he it. Just got like, up for, he just got up from a nap. Who isn't who isn't sharp as a tack <laughs> after a nap? I am. He probably had a he, rock star energy drink right. or something. No, <laughs> he, had his, he had his pudding and was watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> He's always had trouble with the truth. Right. He's he's always exaggerated or just outright fabricated his resume. You know, he was a plagiarist. Right. He was a lion's he's, SOB he's, from the outset. His whole career he's been like a liar. Talking about being top in his class at uh, yeah. law school. It's just it's, just, Yale. it's all BS. Yale. Yale law school. It's yeah. all BS. Right. He's just a liar. Right. He he marched with Martin Luther King. He 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 he, he was uh, He was on the trains. Remember the train live? I forget what that was all about. He was riding on, trains. Man. I it just it's such right. BS. Me and Corn Pop. You know, so as I say here most sincerely, uh, frequently, I love everybody. And and no, nothing about this illegal immigration. Th- I don't care if they're coming from Norway and France. I don't. It, it's not that they have brown skin, you know, like my brown skin. It has nothing to do with that. And as proof of that, as proof of the deleterious effect of illegal immigration, the job creation statistics recently came out, and since June of 2018, so that's mid-Trump, right? Since June of 2018, all job creation has been non-Native Americans. N- Native U.S. citizens, Native Americans of all races, of all genders, well, there's only two, but Americans of any stripe, their job creation has been a flat line since 2018. All of the new jobs have gone to non-Native Americans. So you can see who's really probably backing right. this illegal immigration. Yeah. It's yeah, people yeah. who want to oppress inflation effects of wages, right? You're keeping wage and labor prices down by letting this stream of human of humanity uh, so, well, look, come across I mean, the it's border, an, it's, an, it's a theory anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, mm-hmm. the, the, you have to ask why, and I, I always every week I ask why. It's like, look, anybody knows that this is bad. I mean, anybody who's got half a brain yeah. can say, look, we should not have open borders with people pouring in over right. the walls, unless a you just want to destroy the country because a country without borders isn't a country at all. Right. Um, B you want power so you can you're just assuming maybe these people will vote for you right um, or C like you're saying I mean you've got some other agenda so do you ever hear your the inflationary change? policies are so bad so we're going to act like inflation doesn't exist well do you ever hear uh, like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce or or any big city Chamber of Commerce except maybe along the the Texas border come out you know and and decry illegal immigration. And yet the cities are getting destroyed. We have people sleeping well, in even police the, Even day. the, quote, sanctuary cities are saying, we can't take another yeah, one. We can't we, take right. one more. But where are yeah. the chambers? Well, like that, where, they're where? sending out calls for people to open their private residences to take people in. It's like, right. all right, now live it out. Play it out. And practice Boston, what you preach. Right. Right. Yeah. But who, you know, when, when you ask, why is, why, why is this a weird combination between big business and the Democrat Party like in favor of this mass illegal immigration, I think the answer is wage suppression. Well, it's one answer. I think that's the big answer. 
Maybe. I, I, I think mean, in look, agriculture and well, in, in factory farms. Yeah. Man, I'll okay. tell you what. Uh, you know the 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 conditions, for example, out where I live, where that uh, gigantic egg farm. Yeah, was, the old chicken farm. Right. Yeah. The biggest Department of Labor fine in Department of Labor history was about 15 years ago, and it was like 50, 60 people, all men, crammed into an unheated building. That was their sleeping quarters yeah. for the company. Making crap wage. and Making nothing, right? And they were all illegals. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is for the this is to keep egg prices down. I mean, Damn. so so housewives, and, and frankly, men, I mean, we all, consumers, need Look, to, and, we and need to is, ask ourselves so let me a ask question. You, but here's the thing, here. but you can't inverse this. This is logic that I always fight. Um, Everybody says, well, you like, I mean, you you complain about illegal immigration, but you like it. You're, you're part of it. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm going to pay the price for eggs, whatever the price is. Right. And if it happens to be low, I'm going to buy more eggs. If it happens to be high, I'm going to buy fewer eggs. But the, at least let the market figure it out right. with our uh, current governmental structure. Now, if you want to have a debate about how much how much uh, we're paying people or how much or how much we're taxing people's wages, I, I'll have that discussion because uh, you know that can change the equation. So if you're going to have, if we are going to have fair market labor, uh, grow our food, work our fields, uh, clean our plate, right. whatever it would be, right. whatever job it would be, or even run our companies, I don't care. But it, at least level the playing field and make that labor pay the same rate that the rest of us are paying. And if you want to Absolutely. talk about taxes, I'll loan them across the board. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, but but to artificially change the equation by permitting unlawful immigration, I mean, that's no solution. Well, huh? I, I want to expand on you, the, the wage suppression, and I want to get my head wrapped around that, In but also thinking about the big advocacy of raising minimum wage. That doesn't, that well, look, doesn't because sink, it, unless I'm missing po- it's something It's a political here. jostle. So what they do, so what they're doing is say, we're going to raise, we're going to, I think in, what was it, in California or in San Francisco, they're saying they want $50. 50 bucks an hour, yeah. I mean, that's like, stuck in my head when, so when we So if you want to create unemployment, yeah. do that. So what's it going to do? It's going to create a black market. So now we're going to start employing yeah. uh, people who are off the books, people who are off the grid, people who are not paying taxes right. to fund all this nonsense that you're talking about. So they can then uh, say they have a high minimum wage and they can then also go buy their cheap eggs because they've got labor that'll fly under the radar screen and they don't have to pay taxes. They don't have to pay them minimum wage because they're illegal anyway. Right. And uh, that's that's what Norma's talking about. So my product would cost, say a carton of eggs would cost $10 at their proposed minimum wage. Not market wage necessarily, but you can add market wage. But say a proposed minimum wage, eggs would cost $10 a carton. If you don't have the labor cost, then you can charge five because your labor costs are cut in half, right. or maybe even by two thirds. If you ha- if you don't have to pay taxes or pay minimum wage or go uh, or just pay people under the table. Look, I employ people in my business. I have over the years. I'm not a giant employer, but I've had W two employees. It costs a lot to have a W two employee. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're, like it, when you're a W two employee. So my first job, uh, where I worked one day at Kmart one time, right? And you see your check, and you see what you paid and or what they withheld in taxes but you're not seeing the other side what the employer is paying the top line's a happy line the bottom line's the unhappy it's the line, unhappy line. <laughs> and <laughs> the unhappier happy unhappy line is what the gut what your employer is paying yeah. that you don't even know about yeah, yeah. and you know as, as i think we had glenn harper here it's yep. like there would be a revolt if people really knew how much they're paying in taxes mm-hmm. well these illegal immigrants are paying zero in taxes yeah so. and, and, and i can see and i could see even and their, their employees are paying zero right to employ them and I, I wonder if this can lead to and, and this is an extreme but just that you know another piece of this human trafficking 
that you you know those that are bringing in you know male workers on the sly mm-hmm. it, it, money changes hands differently sure it, it sure. becomes a barter exactly right yeah that it's it, it, it doesn't fix itself by a higher minimum wage it, I, I don't know they just look, all the these ways minimum of working, wage, you know it, 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 it look, this has been studied time and yeah. time again if you raise the minimum wage beyond the fair market value of the whatever that job is mm-hmm. then what you're really doing is hurting the downtrodden, hurting the people entering the workforce, whether they be kids or whether they be adults who are starting over or whether they be minorities, whoever it is, because they don't have any experience. You're hurting anybody who wants to enter into the market that doesn't have experience. Because if I have to pay 50 bucks an hour upstairs for a law clerk, I'm not going to go find the first year law clerk who's got zero experience. I'm going to find a third year, maybe even a a law, a, a law student who flunked the bar exam because at least I can get more yeah, yeah. for my 50 bucks than somebody who has zero experience. Yeah. So now the uh, the young minority kid who wants to go work at McDonald's doesn't get that job. So now he doesn't have any money. And now he, not only does he not get that job, he can't advance within the company. My first job- And, 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 and accept all the benefits that McDonald's actually has. That's correct, right. Which they have a lot, honestly. My, my first job do. was a construction worker. My first real job. I was a construction worker. Well, what did I do the first day? Hey, boy, you move those two by fours from that pile over here where we're going to cut them and do it. Well, can I cut? Nope. Your job right. is to move them. Right. Now, if they had to pay me 50 bucks for that, they would have hired somebody else who could have done more. Mm-hmm. And slowly what happened is I learned how to use the circular saw and then I learned how to frame and then I learned how to frame roofs and rafters and yeah, hips sure. and valleys. Yeah. And I learned, how, I, I learned on the job. I never would have had the opportunity to learn on the job if they had a $50 minimum wage because they wouldn't have hired me. Right. I think they take a, you know, and I've, I've brought this up to a couple of people too that, um, and, and their, their eyes just kind of going, oh, never thought of it that way, that a, a minimum wage job is not a career. No, it's an entry. It's an entry. Right, right. And, and if you look at it that way, and yes, I get it. A lot of people, that's all they can do is, is a minimum wage job. I get it that maybe that's well, all that they can maybe, do. But, and they, but, but I, I would say, I don't know the percentage, but I, I would guess either. a very high percentage can do more. Right. So look, the, the, the $50 per hour is only covering the small amount what that What people don't ever acknowledge is the poverty line is not a static or people below the poverty line. That's not a static group. Right. It changes. Right. So I once was below the poverty line. I was about 17, 18 years old, making three thirty-five an hour on the construction site. Right. Yeah. Right. And you and weren't then, supporting the household. No. You but, were supplementing the household right. because your mom and dad and other you siblings or whatever. Started. Well, Norm, could I wasn't really doing that. I was supplementing my beer habit. <laughs> but, but you're but right. I'm, I'm talking about you, the universal you, not yes. your specific no, I got, I got you. Right, right. But, but look, I, I was you know, able to gain experience. Yeah. And because yeah. of that, the next year I earned six bucks an hour and minimum wage was still three thirty five. And then after that I earned nine. Right. Now if I would have out of law school or when I was in law school and I knocked on a door at Ch- at five eleven South High Street where my mentor, a guy named William Meeks, Bill Meeks, owned the building and had one of the, it was a premier defense lawyer. And if I would have demanded, insisted that he pay me $50 an hour, or even at that time, like 15 an hour, he would have said, huh. In fact, what he told me is, you should pay me. Exactly. (laughs) And he was right. Well, because it's an education you got. Yes, he was right. Absolutely. Because of that, because I was willing to work at Peanuts. That's right. I learned how to practice law. I learned how to open a file. I learned how to run a business, and I learned how to advance. So I was below the poverty line when I started, 
And I was well above the poverty line when I finished. And when I graduated law school, I was able to move forward and contribute to society. We are depriving our citizens, whether they be minorities, whether they be normal, uh, run-of-the-mill people day in and day out, right. um, whether they be white, black, green, yellow, we're depriving those people of the ability to enter the workforce at the lowest level and advance. You know, uh, we are revisiting issues that our country had really put to bed 100 years ago. So there was an author by the name of Upton Sinclair that wrote a lot of, uh, and he was a commie, he's a socialist, but he wrote a lot of very truthful books about things like child labor and uh, abuse of people pre-union, mm-hmm. uh, pre the union movement uh, that were abused, uh, worked, you know, 80 hour weeks, you know, fell into big vats of goo and died. And they just kept pouring the concrete right over them. And we're we're almost going back to that. So last week, uh, maybe two weeks That's ago, that's an interesting thought. We'll, we yeah. we got we to unpack that. We were talking hand. about the you were talking about human trafficking. There was a 16 year old, I believe, Mexican or Venezuelan uh, boy working in a meat plant. Okay, who was caught in into the conveyor belt system and and killed? But why do we have children? From foreign countries, illegals. How does workers' comp apply Working there? in a GDMFing meat plant, yeah. right? Yeah. In America. Right. Right. I'm, I'm very angry about that. I, I defend that boy's life. And these daffy people that, that think that they're full of charity and full of love, let all the illegals now, that in. that is slave labor, You right? are, your kindness yeah. is killing People. Well, no, what they were doing is serving their own interests under the guise of kindness. Oh, gosh, I'm, is, I'm virtuous. Right. Look at this me. Is, this is classic virtue. I love signaling. other people. and all. Well, really, think of all of the whoring and prostitution that's going on by these children who owe five, six, ten thousand dollars to their coyotes, and they have to work it off, mm-hmm. you know, on their backsides as children. You think that's kind? You think that's uh, you think that's virtuous? Well, no. This is the same logic of giving it's your insane. alcoholic child money to help yeah. him. Right. Right. You're not helping. No. You're no. contributing. No. They right. say America is now the world's number it's like, it's one like location of child prostitution. Of course. Number one. Why wouldn't it be? We, we've, we've got 10 million people coming in. You know how many of those are children? We've outdone who are being th- abused. Yeah, like we've outdone Thailand. Like we're the place. Awesome. We're, we're yeah. if sex. Sex tourism come to America because there's all these South American girls that are available now. Great. You know, congratulations, liberals. You did that. Well, look, there's a couple other stats I wanted to pull up here because uh, it sort of goes along with the numbers you were talking on. And these these kind of memes I always sort of resist, but this one I couldn't at the time. On on November 5th of 2020, this was a Facebook meme, so it's got to be true. (laughs) On, On November 5th, 2020, mortgage rates... Are two point seven five percent gas is a hundred or a dollar eighty a gallon, and wow. you know people were posting it back then because we were posting it now wow. to compare this. Uh, what year again? Say that again. When November five, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. You know, election day. Wow. Election day. Right. Oh, oh, oh! I got right. you. I got so you. can you uh, and and think about that for a second? What has changed? Everything. No, but what what change? I mean, what circumstances changed other than bad government policy? That's right. That would change that. Right. That is what happened. Right. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. That is what like, happened. Like, well, we didn't have a choice because co- no, COVID was we we were done with it. Yeah. It was over. It was all over but the shouting. The stuff he yeah. did day one 
you know, immediately get, put the yoke on the oil and gas industries. Getting rid of Title Forty still going on. Getting rid of Remain our, in Mexico. Who's our oil and gas czar now? I forget her name, but now she's uh, saying like the we, ex-governor uh, of Michigan. Uh, well, I can't think of her name either. But right, she, she's, she's put a, a moratorium. We're not producing any now. Look, yeah. Europe needs it. Yeah, the CNG. We have right, it. Right. Right. Um, yes, natural gas, right. Yeah, Brett Baer was interviewing a Zelensky from Ukraine, and he asked him about this CNG. Because what, what it's now going to free up is Europe is going to be buying CNG from Russia. From Russia, right? And we could sell it to them. So it's financing Putin's war machine. Right. These people are, it's so stupid. I mean, it's so insane. And that was Why? Biden, so Biden's because, big move. We're not going to contribute to the cleanest fuel source in the world. Right. 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 Let's cut them off. Right. Beautiful. Like beautiful liquid Joe. natural gas. I mean, it's like it's clean. It burns clean. We've got it refined down to a down to a science. But we're not going to contribute that. We're going to let Russia do it so they can get rich and we can't. Right. And so they can finance the war. And then they can finance the war that we are backing supposedly, out. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly against. Right. So it's like we've invested 113 billion into that war. And there's now a bill, again, another new bill, another $60 billion that, that now, we look, want to give. Changing, I can't, I can't help I myself, Norm. I know you've got a list. But, oh, go ahead, Matt. But, you know, the other, the, we're speaking of Biden's pen in politics. Did you see the latest on student loans? Now he's, yes. he's going to send an email yes. to I don't know how many kids. $1.2 billion mm. in forgiveness. Right. Yeah. And he's going to forgive their student loans. Like, if this isn't a political, and what's it cost to send that email, I wonder? Well, this yeah. is his re-election Hail Mary pass. Yes, but what's That's it what cost? this is. Is, yeah. it, is, it, is he using government funds to fund his campaign? No doubt about it. Well, yeah. No I mean, doubt about well, it. They, and, 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 Who's going to hit send? And, and what's right. the ceiling? $12,000 that they've been trying to pay off for the last 10 years. Again, I get it. It's a it's it's a it's a, a loan, I, I, and it's twelve thousand is twelve thousand, but right. twelve thousand dollars right to to get your twelve thousand at this like uh, we'll just shove that through with the pen, you and, know. And I would ask Mr. Biden this: <laughs> if student lending is such this scourge of the earth of right. the country, right? Why is the government still in that business? Right. Right. Yeah. Why are it's we still you, lending it's, money? It's your business. It's your business. That's the evil. You're doing it. Right. We're not giving 18-year-old plumbers and roofers and uh, and uh, plaster, uh, you know, right. guys. Right. We're not giving them vans and toolboxes, but we're giving people that want to go to college free stuff. Right. It's well, like, and it's not free as these kids wake up five years later. Well, it, it is mm-hmm. free for $1.2 billion and then, they, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> and then they owe all this money and they're thinking, well, look, maybe my social science uh, major with my Chinese art history minor isn't going to earn me very much money to right. pay back and this money. That is on them for not researching. I should not have gone to Harvard for this. Right. right. Well, those to, are to, the, to get that degree. Maybe exactly. I could have gone to a, a state school, a Columbus State, or you know, a, or I and nothing wrong with those kinds of. Up my laptop and read maybe, about art history. Maybe these are <laughs> the they're, adult. They're, you have to look at what you're going to make with that degree, Absolutely. and I can't go to these schools that I owe six figures. The school that of is hard, a stupid decision well, at the, the very beginning. The school of hard knocks. This is part of becoming an adult. Yes. If you make bad decisions, you have to live with them. Look, the, yes. is, look, love him or hate him, Dave Ramsey always says this. This is a stupid tax. Like you, you've got 
you made a dumb dis- financial decision. Right. Now you got to pay the tax. Right. And it's not just a tax. It's you're really then paying for your education because you've realized how dumb that was. That's right. And now you don't yeah. do it again. Well, and, and you know, the we first st- time you signed onto a car loan that, that right. then the car, you drove skin off the lot. in the game. You got yes. skin if you don't have skin in the game and you think the government's going to bail you out of your bad decisions, you're going to keep making bad decisions. And we've set that bar now. So if We've set right. that bar that now, wait a minute, he's forgiving loans. Right. Well, that's not going to stop. Hey, the gravy maybe, train's coming out of the Maybe out of, I don't have to the pay depot. mine back yeah. now. I'm, yeah, let's just and, – and, and it's not even the students that are making the stupid decisions. It's the parents it's that the are parents, allowing right? that stupid decision to be if made. You're a Think parent, about the future. If you're a parent and your kid is saying, no, but I really want to go out of state and I want to go out to California and go to right. Pepperdine or I want right. to go to uh, – I want this fancy liberal arts college that costs 50, 60 grand a year. No. And, and, you know, you say no. No. Because you can go to Columbus State here for free for two years, transfer into Ohio State or some other state school and get full credit and get your sheepskin from the whatever university you finish at. Yeah. Um, and it would cost like nothing. You know, like I, I, you, wouldn't, I, you wouldn't make this decision on any, in any other area, right? Like I would never tell my kid, oh, I'm sorry, I know you really want the brand new Audi yeah. <laughs> with uh, the turbo or whatever it would be. Yeah. But guess what? You're going to get the Malibu or you're going to get right. the Civic that's 10 years old. Or you buy, you, know, you can't have the new truck, but we're going to get you a 2006 We're going to get you a 2006 truck. I'm going through it right now. Right. It, like nobody yeah. would ever think twice. So why do you think that you are entitled as a child to go to the most expensive school for the quote experience, which really means getting drunk in the dorms with your buddies? Um, well, you as a not child, actually. As, you, well, you, you as a young adult. 17, 18-year-old young adult, right? Yeah. It's absurd. Right. And if you're a parent and that's pulling on your heartstrings, you need to reevaluate where your strings are, where your heartstrings well, are. Well, universities yeah. are marketing themselves with the amenities. Mm-hmm. You know, they're showing the lifestyle. Look at the PEC or the physical look education Look at our upgraded dorm rooms. And, and, dorms and look at the student activity so building. who's making money? Exactly. The yeah. universe, it's yeah. a business that the government has created. The, the university the used to have to go Clinton, collect yes. uh, student loans that weren't paid. The day that Bill Clinton said, everybody ought to have an education. That's so right. Now it's right. Now like we got me. free. Now college is going to be loan. We're going to get, you know, it's like awesome. So what did they do? The university started opening up. They, they created more avenues to sell their degrees. And, and as, as I used to say, as soon as that happened, your, it, your degree gets devalued. It's like printing money. If you print dollars, the $1 is worth less the more yeah. you print. Yeah. And then they started printing degrees. So your yeah. degree norm is worth less yeah. than uh, if your parents would have gotten the same degree. Many educators have yeah. said that a, co- a college degree now is almost effectively what a high school diploma was like 50 or 60 years ago. Yeah. That the, the student is basically has that kind of preparation by the end of uh, four years of college. It's what like I, they're up to what a high school student used to have in the 50s. This is, this is the analogy I use for, uh, in my practice, criminal defense, things like the sex offender registry or things like uh, just a DUI conviction now. They have become so ubiquitous yeah. because it's become political to enforce certain things yeah. that it has it has less value. So well, if you're you on know? the sex offender registry right now, you could be on the sex offender registry if you're a juvenile and you had sex with your girlfriend and you know it's like, <laughs> There's all sorts of people that are on the sex offender registry that I have represented that certainly did something wrong, but they are not danger to society going forward. Now, there are people who are dangerous to society going forward, and maybe if you're going to have such a registry, they should have it. But over in the General Assembly on Capitol Hill here, or in the State House lawn, they're advocating for more. And the more people you put on it, the less value it has. Can we just do a little star system? 
one star, two star. You know, if you go like, five star, you're, you're really dangerous. You're really, really a bad. one star. Yeah, 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 he, just, uh, he screwed he up. He was looking at Playboy. She screwed up. You know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now you can you can take courses in college now on, uh, you know, like musicians, uh, you know, the, the Taylor Swift. I think there's actually a course on Taylor Swift at a university. Oh, I'm sure. I right. heard last week. You know, Look, I took uh, cr- children's liter- literature as a senior in college. And there's actually some substance behind it. It, was, it was an English teacher. And I wouldn't we, mind we that. We some interesting stuff. Yeah, um, sure. it was fa- And that was about as bubblegummy as it, it would got, yeah. it would have gotten. Yeah. Um, Hansel and Gretel. And now there's like pop culture classes and, you know, it just is. Star well, Trek, the it, Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to give some credit to that, though, I, I do have to say one thing. This, but this is a middle school class. I, I think I brought this up before that my son went through a history of rock and roll class in middle school. Mm-hmm. And it actually taught him about the Vietnam War. All yeah, right. Well, let's look. And if if it's done right, you're, I think it'd be exactly a good right. class. That's a great point. So you can if, take these. I'd be in favor of if, teaching about the Vietnam War, frankly. Well, look, <laughs> right. Mark, but, here's but, the but, thing, but it got it done here's because the thing. we just never get there. Oh, not, I agree. I totally agree. You're not going to take. We don't. Kids aren't going to take a class called Vietnam, <laughs> and they're going to learn nothing about the Vietnam yeah, War because right. they're going to see that and say no. Now, if you take, uh, you know, seventies, sixties, seventies rock history as a backbone yeah. and then use that as a jumping off point for Vietnam. I At guess, least maybe man. there's some value there. Yeah. Right. It, it, uh, it, it, it became, it so became look, valuable and it was eye opening. It's like, okay, this is, this is cool because they never, they stop at the end of world war two. They never even so take gonna, the next three weeks and go into Korea. So they're they going to never do. So right. that kind of course, you know, uh, music about the Vietnam war is going to have Barry McGuire and start instead of Sergeant Barry Sadler. So you're going to get one side of the Vietnam war. You're going to get, well, well possibly you're going to the I mean, angry you're going to get that maybe. in any class. I mean, you don't know that. You're going to get that. You don't know that. You My, don't the know. guy who well, taught Vietnam well, when I went know. to college. Brett, Brett th- n- name all the pro-Vietnam uh, songs from the 60s and 70s. Well, there aren't any. I except, understand that. Except the, ballad, except the ballad of the yeah. Greeks. That's I, it. That's yeah. the only one. These no, are I understand, men, I America's that. best. I understand, but that doesn't mean that the So what do you think they were teaching? Come on. The detail... Hey, I went to college. Okay. I know what professors and are like. And I lived that class through my son, and okay. he learned about the Vietnam sure. War through it. Right. You know, so, so maybe so he anyway. learned, maybe he learned no, some I, facts. I, I think we're both, we're both right. We're both right the on birds, this. The birds, Creed is clear you know. water. Come right, on, man. man. Look, no, I got look, it. If, if, if it opens up some doors where there's at least some substance about it, it's yeah. got some value. And, yeah. and look, you can see. Of course. Your, yeah. argument, no, no, yeah. Yeah. your argument is biased education about exactly. the Vietnam War. Well, right. that exists anywhere. Exactly. So, right. Look, oh, for sure. Exactly. You might as well for get, sure. If you're going to get it, you might as well get yeah. it. Learn and it you could and get no more greater bias than talking to pop culture musicians. I mean, they're the worst. Well, they're experts, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. They're the worst. Sure. The, J- Jane Crosby, Fonda? I mean, Crosby, not? Stills, and Nash is why we don't have a nuclear in- industry in this country. That, but you have to talk to actors and actresses, Norm, because, you know, Jane Fonda, she knew we, a lot about it. We have not licensed a new nuclear reactor just like in Sean like Penn. 45 years, right? And, and right now, what's our energy secretary say? Okay, we can't do coal, right? We can't do gas. We can't mm. do ga- CNG, can't do propane. Uh, can't burn wood, can't build a new hydroelectrical dam, right? Uh, solar would take up two, you know, many square yards, and it's not going to pay back. So we and they financed Solyndra, and it went under big scandal. Mm-hmm. So what the hell can we do for energy? Well, we can buy it from Russia. Jimmy Carter was right. Jimmy Carter with the breeder reactor and nuclear power was right. If we had nuclear okay. power, right, we would have the cleanest air. 
right? And, yep. and we wouldn't have any of these waste disposal problems because a breeder reactor reuses the waste. Yeah, we've hmm. got, that's like that technology has advanced. I mean, no, we're not right. talking about the China syndrome anymore, right? No, we're not no, talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, no. and, Three and, Mile and, Island. And we are literally like, we are literally committing uh, national suicide on our energy policy. It's we, just ridiculous. We could have as doing. much And it's because as of pop want. culture. And it that could, was my point. It could point. almost yeah, right. be free. It you call it, what was it called? Breeder what? what? Breeder Reactor. Breeder Reactor. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Carter, I'd who, by the out. way, was a nuclear engineer. Was he really? I didn't yes, know he was trained by Admiral Rickover as part of the nuclear Navy. Jimmy oh. Carter was a nuclear engineer for, you know, like submarines, aircraft oh. carriers. Yeah. Okay. He was probably the smartest president or one of the, you know, in terms of technical things. You know, the fact that he, you know, messed up some other stuff, but actually... He he was quite a great man. He is a great man, and he did no, a lot of an he, incredible guy, terrible an incredible president. guy, yeah. and and somebody just like Herbert Hoover, who was an engineer. Sometimes guys who have a messy administration, one or two things that they're in favor of may just be brilliant, yeah. and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. But because of the China Syndrome movie and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and pop culture, Bruce Springsteen. You know, Graham no, Nash. No nukes. Oh, the concert, no uh, nukes, right. You know, yeah. like, okay, fine. Now, yeah. now, now we got, now we have. Now we have uh, no power. Now we have no power. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> in so many different levels. I Gavin that, Newsom wants everybody in California to plug in their EV at night, but it would crash the system. There's no way to do it. Right. And that's why the CEO of Toyota came out and said, EVs are not happening. Well, and, and to that point too, there's some, I don't have the article in front of me, I, I, but it was something I earmarked a while back that, you know, there's some discussion in regards to uh, reevaluating how much we pay for electric in Ohio. Oh my and God. a lot, yes. and, and, and a piece of that is stating because of the EV suckage, <laughs> there it's more power needed, and but they need you, to they they need more money from us to invest in their development of electricity for their because bad policy because of more electrical vehicles on the road. So insane. And, and of course, so one side saying, "Oh, that's so bullshit. Insane. That's bullshit." It's like, dudes, where do you think this electric's coming from well, look, to charge you, your car you, at if night? If you plug it in, it's clean. Yeah, right, so right. Because right. you don't see it burn. So when, right. so let me just. Right. When I was in college, I, I, I wrote concert reviews. Okay, so Graham Nash came to Cincinnati and went to Wait, university. Norm's, Norm's after the, the musicians today. Yeah. Well, no. So I interviewed Graham. Okay, he's a big friend of mine. So interviewed him about his no nukes stance because you know he's having a concert and, and during Jackson inter- Brown, Bruce Springsteen, all of Graham them. That, it was right. a big, it was a Joni like a Mitchell. Yeah. All, so during during the breaks between songs, he's he's telling the audience why the Zimmer nuclear power plant, which was then under construction in Cincinnati along the Ohio River, that it should not be completed; it should be abandoned and. Lo and behold, it was abandoned and turned into a coal gasification plant. Right, which they've since closed. And since closed. Mm. But guess what? All of the ratepayers, and a ratepayer is you, Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, they all had to pay for it anyway. Right. Even though right. it was never used as a nuclear power sure. plant, they had to pay for that. And basically, they had to pay twice. First, they built it as a nuclear power plant. And then they built it as a coal gasification plant. To retrofit it. <laughs> yeah. I right, mean, right. what a nightmare. Wow. What an absolute wow. nightmare. And that's that's Ohio's energy policy. Yeah. Man. It's just that plant down there has been such a debacle. It's such yeah. a debacle. Yeah. And I guess the one in, in Toledo, 
uh, something with the containment, you know, the nuclear plant up there, like the containment shell, the, the concrete. The plug that you see when you're on Lake Erie. Yeah, it was starting to leak. And, mm. you know, come on, guys, get your shit together. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know? It, it's, wow. it's, all right. Mm. Oh, I know it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. And I don't know about yeah. you guys, but my, uh, what, so I'm an all electric house. Mm. Man, it just went. It went nuts. No, it's. I, I am too. My, I, yeah, I have a condo yeah. that has no, uh, no natural gas. Oh yeah, like yeah. double my. Bill. That's why I'm building a house. I'm going to go hide in the country and I'm going <laughs> to burn all the wood you want. I'm not going to tell anybody how I get my power. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Chipmunks on a, you know, yeah, on a belt. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to build a. Uh, I'm going to build a, a mill. <laughs> going to go Waltons cre- on us. You're going to go. You're going to go Waltons. That's on right. Us. And create my own turbine. <laughs> So, uh, uh, before the show, you, you had a, a great topic, which caught our, you know, our attention too about, uh, this AI thing at Google. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I mean, pre preview that a little bit or, or I can. Yeah. You can uh, look. Yeah. You so Google, comment. Google basically halted, uh, AI generation of, uh, images of people because, because so absurd because the woke programmers so this is this is the age-old thing computer people have said since the beginning of time garbage in garbage out the the programmers for ai they can't help themselves so because 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 they are so desperate to to demonstrate their virtuosity they 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 programmed in diverse images as like the default that comes up when you asked AI to generate a face. So you would say, show me, show me an Elizabethan actor, uh, at, at Shakespeare's theater, right? Show me what an actor would look like doing, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet. And it would show an African American or a or a South American. Yeah, we're not talking about person. Othello. We're talking about we're, no, no. We're talking about people hmm. who are Caucasian. You know, by like virtue historical figures. One of them said, "Show us uh, what the George Washington, the or, King of France, exactly." And it was a black dude. It, it's it's so look, and I don't care if a black dude <laughs> were a King of France. It make any difference to me, except it oh, never it, happened. It's historically it, incorrect. It never happened. Right. Right. And it's like, and why would it? Because, dude, it, it we're, was France. We're, we're out of control. So, like, if Norm ran Google's AI department, okay, this is how I would program things. I would simply say, for any given period of time and location, if we have statistical, factual information about the frequency of various cultures and races, then, like, like for America right now, blacks are 13% of the population. So if you just put in a very vague thing, show me an American citizen, 13% of the time I would have my AI program show a black person because that would be statistically accurate. Mm. Okay. Like one out of eight times up comes a, an or, look, or you could just show, you could just show a, a, a representative sample. Well, then you would be showing multiple. But if you ask no, them, show you. me an a single, American. Right, yeah, right, right, right. So, right, right. I mean, I would just do it that way. Like, that would be The accurate. problem with their AI was that it would never show a white guy. Exactly right. It's just no matter what you asked, it wouldn't show a white guy. Nor would it show Jeez. white people, whatever a white person is. So I always, people always, 
you know, now we know. think it's funny. Norm's, Norm's a- Obama is just as much white as black. So I count him as a white guy. Obama's a white guy to me as much as a black guy. So what is a white person? Right. We, well, we can go down that rep. Exactly. This is the problem with def- when you start this is monkeying with definitions. Right. I don't know what a yeah. white person is. I really don't know what a black person is. I, 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 and I don't care. Frankly, I don't care. Well, then They're all people and asked, I love them all. When asked to show a white guy, yeah. it, it threw yep. up an objection. Like, you know, these are, these, this is biased or racist. We, you know, right. we're, mm. we're, we're not going to produce. Now, asked to show a black guy, it'll do that. So we're, this is Black History Black History Month. If you said, show me a list of black achievements by Americans, you know, in, in the last hundred years, it, there'd be a huge long list. If you ask that same question about Caucasians, it will, not answer, it will not answer the question. And now what about, what if it said, show me a slave owner? I, did, I wonder if it would show a, a white black, guy. But, well, there were black slave owners. I, well, I know, <laughs> but I wonder if it would show a white guy. If you ask that. Good question. I don't yeah. know. But Google has shit canned that program <laughs> because yeah. because well, it's it's absurd. What they did was absurd, and it's based on but bias. look where this is going. Look at the danger of this. It is very Because you are, putting in, you are putting our history in the hands of people who want to rewrite it. And or or in in some cases, yes. Or people who are just plain dumb. Or don't know that. Well, there, yeah. there are very dumb people. But look, I, I, I don't. I think here people know the actual history because, look, it, it, it doesn't take anybody with any intellect to know there was probably not a black king of France. Probably not. Right? Yeah. During, uh, during the kingdom of France. Right. But if you're basing your history unbeknownst, it's like, oh, I'm going to search it up. And you see it, you believe it. Now you start to believe it. it depends right? so depends on your age. You're rewriting history. Right. We're rewriting yeah. history to fit the current narrative. We're, we're so how, even, how much more? I mean, how much more Orwellian does that get? We're, we're yeah. even we're even taking fictional things and making and and transmogrifying that into history. For example, at the at the Academy Awards, a young lady got to the microphone when that crazy movie Black Panther won some kind of Oscar, whatever it was. And she got up there and she said, finally, and she's got her fist in the air, finally they made a movie about our people. And I'm like, honey, you, you know Wakanda never existed, right? Like, like, like that wasn't about. It was total fiction. It wasn't about Africans. It wasn't about, it was just, it's about another planet. You know, like right, it, it was fiction. science fiction. They didn't make a movie about your people. That's as much. Of, that would be like saying, you know, I and don't there's know. plenty of movies. Flash, it's not only, Flash it's, Gordon's about it's white. Not people. only wrong, it's wrong. Oh my god! Right? It's, it's not only. Right. It's, it's not only wrong. wrong. There's plenty of movies. That's right about Black History. Plenty. Yeah, The Color Purple, uh, Roots, uh, any number yeah. of, of wonderful. And they're, they're great. They're great. Yeah, like yeah. To, you know, uh, what was the one about Jesse Owens that just came out? I love that. Movie. Great movie. Right. Yeah. Running Jackie, or uh, fifty yeah. or forty-two. Oh, forty-two! Yeah. Great. great movie, great, yeah. flute, great flute. great movie. I mean, so just, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's 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 just it's, about your people. Yeah. It's just it's people about, are it's buying. About. It's sort of what your point is, Brett. Yeah. People people are buying the narrative because that's all they shoot, search Google, and you can you can no longer be confident in what you're getting from a Google search. Right. So, yeah. Steve, Steve, can I throw you a legal thing? Sure. Uh, he, you being a, an attorney, it, your views are uh, so precious uh, on this show. A very disturbing denial of cert 
in my opinion, disturbing. And certainly Judge Alito and Judge Thomas thought it was disturbing. Uh, The Supreme Court could not get a third justice to grant cert on a Virginia high school case which contained the exact same fact pattern as the Harvard University of North Carolina case overturning racial discrimination for admissions. And so a group of Asian parents Mm -hmm. got together and sued the high school because the high school uh, created a pre-admission diversity socioeconomic criteria that would hopefully increase the number of uh, black and brown-skinned kids into the high school. Certainly a worthy goal, but they were leapfrogging over other people who had meritorious claims like testing scores and sure. and grade averages. And so they wanted they wanted the, the fourth uh, the fourth circuit uh, upheld the school district's um, admissions policy, which flew in the face of Justice Roberts' opinion in the Harvard University of North Carolina case that said you couldn't even do essays as a way around uh, to try to do racial discrimination and and like contain within the essay little hints that this person is a certain color and so you're going to pick them. Roberts said you can't even do that. But they turned down cert on this case. And Alito said now what we're going to have is complete chaos. Like now what we have is a whole mess because the Supreme Court is not even taking up, like they're not even going to reinforce their own landmark decision. And, mm. and, and Alito, just, he's warning that we're in for probably, until another case is ripe and represents, we're in for another 15, 20 years of this crazy affirmative action yep. chaos. Hmm. So, sir, it's it's an interesting thing. So when we say granted, sir, what we're talking about is the U.S. Supreme Court granting certiorari, I think is the right way to say it. So what they really, uh, what, what you need to understand is the U.S. Supreme Court is a discretionary court. It, the court, you can't just say, I'm taking my case all the way to the Supreme Court and expect the U.S. Supreme Court to actually uh, hear it. So it is a discretionary review, meaning they have to decide, the court has to decide if it wants to butt in and take the case and offer its opinion on it. Um, there are some exceptions to that, that it, it will take certain cases it has to. But uh, in this situation, this is discretionary review. So people file what's called a petition for certiori. They, they ask the court, they say, here, court, this is such a significant issue that we need you to weigh in on it. It has broad-reaching impact beyond just the scope of this case. We want to make some law. Um you know, you can think of the landmark cases on First Amendment, on freedom of religion, which is also First Amendment, but abortion and, you know, all these cases. These are these are cases that that uh, extend beyond the facts and the lives that are at stake in the litigation. So, they, you know, d- d- please don't be offended, but the Supreme Court doesn't care about you. You know, they, yeah. you know it has they, to have they, major reverberations they, they across the country. Reverber- now, there's some exceptions. So if there's a death penalty case or there's somebody who's going to mm-hmm. die and it's got some, ju- you know, that, that might be a little bit of an exception. But, you know, generally they're looking for broad reaching uh, issues to weigh in on. Uh, and incidentally, most state courts have a Supreme Court or the highest court. They don't always call it a Supreme Court. In fact, New York has it all reversed. But um, most states have something similar. Ohio has something called a memorandum in support of jurisdiction, meaning I'm asking the Ohio Supreme Court to accept jurisdiction over the case. Then if they do, we really get down to brass tacks and then we have to file our briefs. We have to file our arguments. 
Uh, and in cases like Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court even came back and said, file more stuff. We need to hear more. Um, and they can, uh, they can allow more argument. They can do all sorts of stuff once they take the case. So now you would ask, what's a case, you know, what's a worthy case and what's not? Um, it takes four votes to get uh, for the court to vote or to, for the court to grant cert. So you would wonder here why that didn't happen. And I don't know why it didn't happen. I don't have the crystal ball and I haven't studied this. But there are reasons why it might not have happened. Yeah, they, um, they, they did deny it without comment. I'll they, just, they typically yeah, do. They typically do. So you file your petition for cert. Except for Alito. And then you get, yeah, some, sometimes they'll give you some answer. But uh, they typically do. So, you know, sometimes you'll get one judge saying, I would have granted cert, and that's it. Yeah. Um, mm. But they didn't get four. And there's certainly four conservative justices, uh, more, yeah. actually. Like three Trumpers uh, right that, there, you know. That could have uh, weighed in on it. So now you would wonder why. It's not just that it might, uh, that we have to wait 15 years. It might be they're watching another case. It might be that there's something else percolating up that they know is going to either solve this issue, issue directly or this issue, plus it's, it's got a better fact pattern to do what they want. That stuff goes on. Let me so, throw hmm. let me throw this, uh, Steve. So Alito uh, indicated that, in his opinion, the only, two, the only fact pattern or the only fact that's really different between this and the landmark case, the Virginia case uh, being high school students and the landmark case being in college. Yeah. So, so look, so but that that's significant, or there might be a different distinction, like between a private college and a public college. It might be a private this, high school. This was a public school. So yeah, so you could say there, there's a there's an argument called judicial restraint, where if the court doesn't need to weigh in, if it's just impacting only the litigants at hand, then you know there's an argument that the court should not allocate its time to solve that problem. And you know it sucks when you're the litigant at hand and the yeah. court's just not following the law. And you know you made a point, Norm. I don't know if you know you were making it, but what you, what you were saying is this 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 is problematic because if we are going to permit circuit courts to just not follow the law, I mean just to just to say you know what I don't care what the law is, we're not going to follow it, we're going to uphold this, or we're not going to yeah. uphold this, whatever the situation would be, and is in direct contradiction to Supreme Court precedent. You're sort of you're left with a right without a remedy, as we would say. You know, and it's a very recent precedent. And it's a recent precedent. Now, so the court may say, "Look, we're not going to take this on again. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's not a big enough cause." But it is setting a precedent in a sense to say we don't have to follow this, and the court's not going to stop us. This particular school was ranked number one in the country. Is the top high school in the country mm-hmm. last year? This year, the second highest in the country. Well, there's other stuff going and on. And these too. Asian parents, right? Just like Harvard and Yale, they want their kids sure they, to get they into the best. Of, you know, yeah. God there, bless there's them. other stuff going on. So I'm going to I'm going to offer some solace here in a second. But generally speaking, the court is going to take cases that have a broader reaching. Uh, scope than just the litigants at hand. And it may be, like I said, there may be other cases they're watching that are coming up that they can say they can handle this problem plus more. It might be that there's another distinction, like a different type of university or um, uh, a different type of admission requirement that's that gives them a platform to do more with it. So can I, I know. can mm-hmm. I whine a little bit? Sure. Like, so you remember when, when this case was decided, we were doing a show mm-hmm. And at the time, I expressed my frustration that instead of just striking down affirmative action across the board, like in hiring, mm-hmm. in promotion, in you know high school, they limited that landmark case to colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. And that really frustrated me. And that's what Alito is saying, is that this affirmative action thing is really a poison. And in his dissent, 
uh, of of turning down cert. He specifically gave the example of say a basketball team that is predominantly are all black because of the merit. In other words, those are the yeah, best. You could reverse that. I mean, there's a, there's a world That's where this all gets saying. reversed. Right. He's saying, well, what if a white parent goes to the coach and says, hey, dude. Well, we're going to get back to this sort of redefining terms because the, the, the term discrimination or racism has been redefined. Yes. Because it doesn't mean just discrimination based on color. It means discrimination based on color against those who have traditionally had the power structure against them or they had some nonsense right. Right. that makes it uh, okay to discriminate against white folks, just like right. the Google AI. And Brett's got his words of the day that's sort of like redefining words. But there's some solace here, Norm, because if you follow, there's other news where, was it Princeton? Uh, all these schools who, after the Black Lives Matter riots and uh, all the George Floyd stuff, started getting rid of the ACTs and the SATs as uh, admission requirements. Oh. Now they're coming back. Because what's happened is those, are, those become the standards yeah. uh, by which the universities are judged. So if you're not letting people in who are capable, it, it, lowers, the, it right. lowers the tide for everybody. Yeah. And I would say this. I, you know, I used to, I used to sort of, um, I used to make two comments sort of in jest and it, it reflects how young and ignorant I was. One, I could go run that company. I could do that. Um, you know, and, and I hear other people say that guy, it's, he doesn't deserve, you yeah. know, $2 million a year for his right. job. Right. And then when you see what that job really is, I realize no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that job. Yeah. I, not, not only that, I don't want that job. Yeah. Like recently right. it came out that the Walmart managers in the big cities make as much as 400,000 a year. Yeah. Well, my God, who would want to be a Walmart manager? Or if you're, you know, or if you're any, a multi any city. Can you imagine? I know. Or I a know. multinational no company way. where you're up all night long, oh. to, like dealing with markets overseas. I mean, I don't want that job. And then the pressure and the stress. I mean, right. you have to be a certain personality type to, to be able to do those jobs. 100%. The other comment I used to make is, well, I could have gone to Harvard Law School and I could have done that. I mean, you know what? Uh-uh. <laughs> right? Because you're, you're weighed against people who have different intellectual capacities, right. experiences, right. and educations. Right. I didn't, I, I, I mean, look, I, I think I'm a, I, I have a very good legal mind and I've sharpened it as much as I possibly can and I continue to do that. But could I have competed at the same level with the best of the best of the best of the best? I don't know, but it, it wouldn't have been prudent for me to even try because I, I look, my LSAT, my, my pre-law admittance, I would not have ever in a million years gotten into Harvard because so, it was low. So we both went to law school. Mm -hmm. I did not become a lawyer, but we won't, we both have degrees. Yep. My experience in law school. So like I skated through undergraduate, right? Like I, I could read a book the night before, ace the exam. You know what I mean? Your yep. typical, I was working 40, 45 hours a week at Kroger, putting myself through college, paying my own tuition. And, you know, would, would kind of skate through. And I, you know, I graduated magna cum laude. It really didn't, I, I worked hard, but I didn't have to work that hard. Mm -hmm. So I go into law school, man, thinking I'm a big dog. Yeah. <laughs> dude. The great equalizer. Dude, in law school, they're all big dogs. So it's like, they're yeah. all brilliant. It's like, and this. you find out you're in a small barrel yes. of like barracudas. You're a little chihuahua. Oh, and they will chew you up. It they, doesn't mean that they they're better lawyers. It doesn't mean that they're better lawyers. That's right. Now, but it, they, sure. it, it may mean that they're, they're all brilliant. To, they're, they're all brilliant. brilliant. They're, all, they're brilliant. all willing to stay up all night and work their tails That's off right. all night long. And they're all willing right. to do all the stuff. And right. If, and I wouldn't have wanted that looking yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they found their lane. They found that's oh, where yeah. they love it. Oh, so yeah. 
yeah. let them look, play there. Yeah. I'm yeah. a good trial lawyer. I'm great at what I do, I think, and I and I like what I do, and you know, I've got the educational background to do it. But it doesn't mean that I that everybody should go to Harvard. No, you know, no. it just doesn't. No, and, and it no. would have been foolish to think otherwise. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know, I would I would not have survived. I barely survived the University of Cincinnati's law school. Yeah. Let me tell you, man, those guys crushed me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what. Deal. I did not know what hard when work I played was, high school man. football. I always said it this way: It's like when I played high school football, I was a pretty good offensive lineman. Everybody, I, I, I can't remember one scenario where like somebody really gave me trouble throughout a game. You know, I could always sort of handle the guy I was supposed <laughs> to block. And then I went to college and played football. Yeah. And everybody was like me. Yeah, they're badasses. Right? Except even better. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's yeah. like, wait a second. Wait so a you know, right. anybody who's played offensive line or played football like lined up. I mean, not necessarily running back, but lined up against somebody. Yeah. You always, you, every now and then you run into a guy who just knows how to hit. Yeah. He, like he knows what he's doing and how to hit. And it's like, all right, that sort of sets a tone. I got I to up, <laughs> up my act for this game. In college, everybody was that way. And then it sort of increased it. And then I can't imagine what it would have been like going to a, a D1 uh, college oh, yeah. or even pro. You know, so it's like we all can't, we're not all equal is the point. Yeah. Right? We're not all equal. And just because you're good in one avenue doesn't mean you're good in the other. And you know, if if you if these schools eliminate uh, a hierarchical, uh, meritorious structure, then they're going to get what they deserve. They're gonna, yeah, they're going right. to lose their status right. in the world. You know, so right. if these Ivy Leagues aren't requiring SATs or any sort of standardized testing for people to get in, they're going to let in people who aren't qualified. Right. All right. Fine. Yeah. But then the people who hire from those schools are going to start to realize. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this guy's not the person that came from Harvard 10 years ago. Or this is like years fast ago. times at Ridgemont High. You're doing pass fail. <laughs> like, that's my head. Hey, can I? Can I? I'm so wasted. We're short on time. Can right. I throw out kind of a fun? Yeah, this is a cultural thing. And then we got Brett's word of the day. Yeah, and Brett's word of the day to close us out. Uh, so um, you, you guys will love this. I mean, this comes under the, uh, yeah, no shit category. So a group of Stanford uh, University Medical Center research uh, researchers just came out with a paper, and guess what they found? That men and women have different physical brains, and their brains work differently. No shit. No shit. Did, like, like, oh, like, is that Imagine new? that. Imagine. Like the a- only- as we three have three <laughs> different brains, and they work course, right. differently. I mean. Yeah. The only wow. people that this will be news to, right, yeah. right, are the are the people who are trying to brainwash us, no pun intended, into the idea that we're all identical. Look, and we're and not. Thank, and I, I truly mean this, not as a oh. uh, taking the Lord's name in vain, but thank God for that. Thank God for that. Oh yeah, because thank God for God that. created both. That's right. Because of the complementary. Yeah. Uh, interaction between both. Right. If every woman were like a man and every man were like a woman, oh God. we'd be a ridiculous society, which it's almost like what we're well, trying to achieve. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, see, so the transy kind and, of idea that, that we're genderless. And what I've seen is yeah. like... It, we're not hermaphrodites. And it's, they're men and they're women and they're different. And what I've seen on bo- going both ways, when men try to be, try to act like women, they they sort of take like the caricature of those traits, it's gotcha. not even—it's not even genuine. Like uh, that's a good point. The, the, Bud, the, the, the Bud Light guy, right? Right. right. Yeah, because right. it, it's not even defining a new role. 
That's at all. Right. You're you know, stealing it's like you're, 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 somebody else's you're going this direction with identity. It. And and yeah. it's and you're yeah. like if I'm trying to emulate a woman, guys tend to choose like ridiculous qualities of women, right? right. Frolicking around right. and doing stupid and acting right. effeminate and, and doing you know, like, that's not the woman that I'm attracted to. And, and you're describing the new wave of what's gonna happen probably. That's right. And then that the there opposite, will be a whole different morph So the opposite this. is also true though. Women right. who want to act like guys, they don't emulate the qualities that no. I believe make a good man, which is like Come home to your wife. Um, you know, do like yeah. meet your obligations right. and responsibilities. Right. Don't go sleep around. Right. Don't be a philanderer. The same thing. Yeah. As right. And right. It's like women say, "Well, guys do that. I should be able to do that." It's like, no, I don't do that. Right. I don't. Yeah. So like, the, like the the feminists who want to act like men, they're taking the worst qualities and acting like that. Yeah. And it's like, all right, uh, what are we really? What are we doing? Yeah. 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 And and you know, and and it's dangerous too. <laughs> you know, there was that. Uh, that game, that basketball game that got called off early because a boy oh, who yeah. thinks he's a girl, this just happened this week, injured three girls in a row. And 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 the and the team forfeited the, the team with the injured girls. Mm. They just said, Hey, listen, he's a dude. Like he's a right. dude. The fact that we're he, getting injured. He's just asserting. He, he even looks like a dude, short hair, the whole thing. He's just asserting I'm a chick. He just says, I'm a chick. I'm going to go beat up the girls on the basketball floor. <laughs> and she, I'm and, like, look, I'm, I feel bad for the guy if he thinks he's a chick. I mean, it's a horrible thing to, right. to experience. I, mean, I get it. My God. But it doesn't mean that he should be allowed to play no. basketball against other girls, other no. teenage girls. That's insane. Or Leah Thomas Who wants don't to have go a choice. to These the girls Olympics. don't have a choice. Right? As a so swimmer. If there was a league where people had a choice, I don't care if it's a – look, we've all been involved in co-ed intramural sports. Oh, yeah, right, right. In college, mm-hmm. I played right. in a couple co-ed. Yeah, yeah. It right. changes how I behave on the playing for field. sure if, if you're if like, you're a good person it should i'm not going to just level a, no. a softball as right. fast as i can or hit it as hard as i can directly at a at a girl so so our law firm when i was a clerking not a lawyer again not a lawyer but my dad's law firm had a case now this is you know this is a long time ago and it's co-ed softball right and this guy doing a pete rose head first slide right into a woman right and just blows her up. She's got injuries. Mm-hmm. And his defense is, hey, we all agree. This, this co-ed, right? We're playing. And it's like, dude. Well, they're, 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 you can see it both ways. You can see the conflict. He's thinking, he's thinking, I'm Look, playing against them I'm winning. just I'm like winning. I would play against a man. And the other guys are like, dude. It's, it's co-ed. It's co-ed. Like, tone it, it down. It does. Right. It cha- like it, It's unspoken almost that when you're playing in right. a co-ed league, I'm not going all out That's to right. kick the living crap out of you. Right. I'm not going to do it. Right. And because we all want to go have a beer. What after nobody that. wants to hear anymore <laughs> is that I could. That's right. I could. That's right. Right. Now, I'm not saying I could beat the best women's golfer. No. But sort of the worst male golf pro would be, or this is like, this has been proven in tennis, right? The worst male tennis pro just about would, to get to would that. beat the, the best female tennis You're player. too young to remember the Bobby Riggs versus Billie Jean King tournament. I know, I know the story. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. So 55-year-old guy who was in 1939 the best tennis player in the world, like he won Wimbledon, everything, Bobby Riggs. Now he's 55 in 1973, 30,000 people in the Houston Astrodome to see him play Billie Jean King, who at the time was 29. She beat him in three sets, like six to three, six Mm -hmm. to three, six to three, right? And people took from that lesson that somehow men and women are equal. And it's like Jimmy Connors said the next day, I'll play Billie Jean. Oh, of course, right? Right? Like if you want to see a guy who's 29 play a girl who's 20. 
Uh, then McEnroe got in trouble. Oh. Remember, I, I forget what the morning show. He was interviewed on a morning show. Yeah. Like, who do you think the greatest tennis player is? And he named men. And, and they're like, no women? And he's like, uh, no. What am I supposed to say here? Now, I mean, if you want the greatest women's tennis player, I'll tell you that. Yes. But it's like, don't pretend like the best women's tennis player of all time is going to beat the best men's tennis player of all yeah. time. It's not going to happen. No. And it's okay that it doesn't. It's right. totally okay. why we have different rules. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I would and I would go to a women's golf tournament and enjoy the hell yeah, out of it. Hey, because one. of great competition. Right. Well, look, Columbus now has its first professional women's volleyball I team. That, Columbus yeah. Fury. Fury. 9,000 people came to the awesome. Open Grand Women's a volleyball. Freaking great niece, game. My niece plays at... Oh, my God. Uh, so it's not great. about hating women's sports oh, My all. niece plays at Alabama uh, women's volleyball. Wow. And it's fun to watch. Wow. They, they're really, really good. You know, it's like... Oh, they, 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 You know, the passing and, and the, and the oh, skill that goes into it's really good it, sure. and, you know i don't mind that and you know people used to argue like i people sort of scoff at the women's nba or the women's ba- professional right. basketball right. Right. but look i mean watching a good female basketball team is sort of interesting because they can't do what the guys do you know they're not right. dunking they're not doing these things they're playing real they're, basketball they're, they're setting up like old school plays exactly right. they're playing some basketball if you're interested in that yeah it's, it's not fun the to showboating watch. crap that's very it's interesting basketball. steve yeah, it's i never thought watch. of that yeah. that's yeah. really cool they yeah. set up plays they have to because yes. they're not jumping five feet in the air to dunk the ball that's really behind cool. their backs you never know? Yeah. thought of that i'm not a basketball guy but yeah. that that's really a great insight yeah it's 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 actual basketball it's sort of like my argument against uh pro football it's like I say I used to argue that real football happens on Saturday afternoons yeah, on small college campuses. Yeah, you know because you know yeah. it's it, it, not everybody is perfect. Not everybody's the superstar. Yeah, yeah. It, you know it's sort of fun. But yep. it, and you it's don't different. have four three hundred and fifty pound guys like on the front line. Exactly. Right. And maybe it's the difference between reading like a history book versus like uh, watching Rambo. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's got they both have some interest, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Play, and they're playing that. for playing for different reasons too. Rambo. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Vietnam history. Vietnam history. Yeah, Vietnam history. Yeah, right, right, Boy, right, there, right. there you go. I was trying to, I was trying oh to cut, circle and see what or I did. Or the, the Chuck Norris ones where he would go back and on, oh, Uncommon geez. Valor. Oh my God. God yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, what's our? We got it. We got to wrap it up. Now, the word of the day. We just talked about this when we came in. It's like this whole week just went by. For some reason, both Steve and I said that. So the word you can use now is blurs day. (laughs) A day not easily distinguished from other days or the phenomenon of days running together. So it's been a blurs day week. That is a product of young kids learning how to adult. Yes. Right. (laughs) Blurs day. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up. CommonSenseOhioShow.com if you want to check it out. Uh, Brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting. Coming at you week in, week out. Uh, we've got guests coming in. we got guests coming out. we got all sorts of stuff happening. Uh, but, uh, you know, for those who have followed us, know that we record right here at the Roundtable on channel, at channel 511 mm-hmm. at our studios. If you think you got the chops to have your own podcast, we can help. All you have to do is go to channel511.com. Uh, now you just click on a calendar day, and our studio producers will meet you down here and help you with your podcast. So you will be, and you, and it's quite reasonable. It's quite reasonable, right? The the rates are reasonable. We're making it turnkey. You leave with your own podcast. If you need some additional help on what to say, how to say it, and where to put it, and all that stuff, we can offer that too. Uh, by and large, that stuff is uh, like the easy stuff's included. But you know, we've got a whole range of services. So if you want to record your own podcast, and let me tell you something, when I first sat, everybody's got the same uh, sort of reaction when you first sit down at the round table, stick on the headphones. Talking to the RE20s, it makes a difference. It makes it feel real because it is. This is professional, folks. Anyway, uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. CommonSenseOhioShow.com coming at you right from the middle, at least until now.